Welcome, welcome. This is episode six of Overtime with Dylan Angelo, your weekly sports gambling podcast. I'm pissed off this week, man. I'm not, I'm not in good spirits this week. Everything's going well as far as our picks and you know what we're doing. But this MLB situation, it's one of the most frustrating things I've experienced with sports. I think the worst part is that it, it's all avoidable. Now, if you're someone that has just been hearing about it and you haven't really looked into it, let me, let me shed some light for you, okay? I'm not going to go into the crazy numbers, not going to bore you, not going to you know, put you to sleep over here. Here it is, plain and simple. The owners are greedy little rats, and Rob Manfred is the biggest trash bag human being of them all. <clears throat> plain and simple. Okay, seriously, though. The lockout, right? was put forth by Manfred and the owners as a scare tactic to try to get the players to move on negotiations quicker and even potentially settle for something that they didn't necessarily agree with just to save games. Now, this didn't need to happen the way it did, right? The negotiations could have happened under the last CBA to ensure that canceling games didn't happen. So when the lockout was announced, owners waited six weeks to give their first proposal to the players, which all that did was just chew away all the time they could have used to get the 162 games this year. So their deadlines or their little threats that I like to call them, they've been, they've been imposing them, right, for decision-making, and everything was unattainable. They knew what they were doing. They had an idea, the owners in Manfred, what they wanted, and as of right now, they're there, right? So what's this all over, you're going to ask? Obviously money. But to put it in plain terms, it's not unreasonable money, okay? I'm sure everybody looks at those baseball contracts and you see how crazy they are, right? Well, there's, you know, there's reasons for that. I'm, again, I'm not going to go into all that. But what they're asking for is $1 to $2 million per team in minimum salaries as well as $3 million more per year for their bonus pool. And it's change to the rich rats. That's all it is. It's change that you find in the bottom of your car to these billionaires and they don't want to do it, right? There's obviously a little more as far as addressing tanking issues, certain teams not wanting to spend money, uh, minor league issues, players don't agree with a lot of stuff. But essentially, all they're asking is the ability to be paid more at a younger age, okay? Because now we're seeing a trend in the MLB. Players, analytical guys will say, players over 30 aren't worth all the money. You'd rather go pay the young guy the money, right? So, okay, now how do we get these players over 30 more money? You increase the minimum year salary. That, that's all it is. It's very simple. And, you know, unfortunately, they don't see it that way. So what does it all mean, right? What, what do we got going on for baseball? I can say that, that after I listened to Tony Clark, who is the executive director of Players Association, and I heard everything he said, it really sounds like him and the players – are just as serious about missing games as the owners in Manfred are. Now, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, doomsday, we're not getting any games this year. I'm not doing that. But we've already seen the first series of games canceled. They're threatening to cancel more. And, you know, if they don't reach their little deadlines, and they're clearly not going to reach their deadlines. So something's going to happen here. There's there's something coming, and it's awful. And the, the whole thing, you know, the whole thing for me is 
it's the first time since the 90s that we're at 95, I think I was one years old when this happened the last time when it like seriously happened at a lockout the last time. And the most terrifying part of the whole thing right now is that Rob Manfred is the one who is calling all the shots and he holds all the cards. It's fucking horrible. It's awful for baseball. And we're in a terrible position. All right. Now that I got that out of my system, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I'm excited to announce a new opportunity for me. Um, I'm going to be working for the Ultimate Sports Network here in the coming weeks. I'll be hosting another sports podcast called Off the Record with Dylan Angelo. Um, This is going to be located on their website. Uh, It's going to be a little different than overtime. You know, I'm not going to be focusing on gambling. I'm not going to, you know, focus on the odds or the payouts and all that. This is strictly just going to be an opportunity to talk about sports, continue to grow my brand, get my name out there, uh, network. You know, I'm going to be bringing on some guests. Uh, we'll talk about some stuff. Everything's going to come out more as it comes. Um, I'll definitely be putting some stuff out there on the Twitter account. Um, I'll be opening up, you know, the DMs are, are already open, you know, on, on overtime with uh, DA. Reach out to me. You know, I always, I always appreciate the feedback. Uh, but once I get going, I will, you know, <clears throat> I'll ask people, you know, if you want, DM me. We can, we can sit down. We can talk about a show. We can get you on. Uh, talk about a lot of different stuff. I'm going to talk about football, basketball, baseball, hockey. I'm going to talk about it all, uh, you know, kind of what the topics are, what's important, what's going on. Um, but, you know, as I said, that's going to be completely different. So our overtime show weekly will still be going, as will our daily Twitter, daily Twitter account. Words are hard today. Um, so that won't be going anywhere. So we will be good. We're going we're gonna to keep this thing rolling because we like where it's going. And, uh, you know, I, I think I think we got something working here. So it, it, it's nice. It's nice to see everything going. I appreciate all the feedback, as I always say. Um, so, yeah, that's that's just kind of where things are at, you know, on my side of things, just kind of let people in on what I'm doing, what I'm trying to do. And uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. So just like last week, uh, we're rolling this out on a Thursday early enough to get uh, the slate out for hockey and basketball. Quick recap from last week as we, you know, introduced our best bet segment in our overtime parlay. It wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't very good. Uh, I lost my best bet. Mike lost his best bet. We both actually lost it. You know, it was pretty impressive, right? So Mike took the Penguins in regulation. They were playing the Devils. The Devils scored seven goals. And that was, you know, that's crazy in its own, right? I took Calgary. They played Canucks, and the Canucks, I think, scored seven goals. So, you know, pretty interesting there, the way we lost in spectacular fashion. And, you know, our, our overtime parlay, we fell a few legs short. Um, but still, you know, we're going we're gonna to put that back out this week and uh, hopefully hopefully have a little bit of uh, some better luck. You know, that was, that was a rough one, but pretty funny. Pretty funny way to start, and uh, I know Mike enjoyed that as well. Um, so for the daily plays and my personal record, um, I am currently 69, 46, and 2 in hockey. I'm 37, 22, and 1 in NCAA basketball. And I'm 21, 13, and 1 in the NBA. <clears throat> so six weeks in, and I'm well above 500 for all three sports. Uh, it's definitely a good feeling. Uh, it started to level off a little bit, right? I was on a pretty, pretty scorching pace there to start everything around week two and week three. It was really rolling. Um, but, you know, this is natural. This is, this is what happens for my daily players out there. This fluctuates. Um, everybody knows that if you're playing daily, right? It goes up, it goes down. You're hot, you're cold. You know, that's, that's really where you, you learn, you know, your betting style. Um, you can catch a heater or two, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, win a few days, but that other shoe's always going to drop. You're always going to hit the other side of it, 
Um, you know, if, for, for my once a week or maybe just weekend players out there, you guys are more inclined to feel that pressure of winning because you're doing it less. It's just natural, right? You throw some money in on a Saturday, you're trying to make some money. You don't want to lose. It makes you feel bad. If you're throwing money every day, you lose a couple days, you're up a couple days, it fluctuates. You're, what you're doing if you're playing daily is you're trying to manage your bankroll. And that's kind of what we're here. That's, our, that's why we're here. That's our main goal is to just stay above the 500 mark continue to grow the, the bankroll. And, you know, hopefully we've helped you guys do that. And hopefully we've made some people some money. Diving into the NBA tonight, I got three plays that I really like. My first play is going to be the Memphis Grizzlies plus one against the Boston Celtics. No Jalen Brown tonight for the Celtics. Jaws been on a roll. He's playing at that MVP level, can carry you. I just, I like the spot here. I, I think they keep it rolling. Uh, my second game here is going to be the Miami Heat minus two and a half against the Brooklyn Nets. You know, I know Kevin Durant is back, and when he's healthy, he's the best scorer in the game, no questions, no, no disputes, nothing. My problem is, is I don't necessarily know how healthy he is, right? None of us do. And the Nets, I don't know how many people know this, but the Nets against the spread at home have the worst record in the NBA. It's 6-23-1. I'll take Miami and... I'll lay the two and a half there. Finally, uh, I'm, you know, this is, this is just, this could be an awful play. I've just been on the Lakers so goddamn much and they've just absolutely burned me in every game and they look horrible doing it. I can't do it. I got to take the Clippers minus two and a half tonight. This is probably the night that the Lakers wake up and, and win. I'm not saying the Lakers wake up and make a run, but they might play better basketball tonight. It's just, it's been so bad, I can't spend my money on them anymore. So that's where I'm at with the Clippers. We're strictly in just fade the Lakers territory here. And that's, that's really it. So I, I got Grizzlies plus one, uh, Miami Heat minus two and a half, and the Los Angeles Clippers minus two and a half. <clears throat> Moving to college basketball. I got Old Faithful back tonight. I'm 5-0-1 betting the Houston Cougars first half spreads this year. I've picked my spots, right? That's why, it's, that's why I've only bet six games because I've kind of picked where I wanted to shoot it, especially once this started to pick up, and I love their spot tonight. So Houston first half minus nine at home against Temple. Love it. We're playing it. My second pick is going to be Illinois first half minus seven at home against Penn State. And I'm going to wrap up my trio of first-half picks here with Kansas first half, minus five-and-a-half at home against TCU. Now I know a few days ago TCU, they beat Kansas, came off of a big emotional win at home. I think Kansas is going to have a little bit of a bitter taste, a little bit of a get-even spot here for Kansas, right? Kind of set the record straight like you, we just played bad that night. We gave the game away, you didn't beat us, kind of let, let little brother know who he is type of a game. I, I like that here for Kansas. So that's where I'm going. <clears throat> three first half picks and I'm going to recap everything after uh, but it's it was Houston first half minus nine Illinois first half minus seven and Kansas first half minus five and a half lastly I'm going to move to a beautiful nine game slate in the NHL tonight I got five plays for you gearing up big for the weekend first play is going to be in the same game I'm going Edmonton Oilers money line and over six against the Chicago Blacks Blackhawks after going through a bit of a rough patch, right, Edmonton kind of found their stride here. They're playing a lot better. And they're always a threat with Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl. Those two together are unbelievable. I, they're Literally, they, they score at will, and you just can't stop them. 
Chicago, they do have the ability to score, right? And Edmonton can be vulnerable, like we've seen. But I just, I don't think Chicago can win this one. I really don't. But I think they give us a goal or two to get us over that six. So I really like Edmonton money line and that over six. Uh, next, I'm going to go with over six in the Florida Panthers game. And they're playing Ottawa. I love, I love betting the Sens, but I'm just taking the over here. Um, the line is six and a half. So I'm going to buy the hook to avoid getting beat by it. Uh, it's just, you know, kind of what I like to do. Um, I think over six and a half is great. But like I said last week, this is a great position where I like the first period over one and a half as well. I'm not putting that on my card officially, but I'm just saying if you're out there and you're listening, you like over full game for Florida, take the over one and a half in the first period. Maybe you'll make some money to start the game. Next, I'm taking the Carolina Hurricanes regulation only against Washington Capitals. Washington's been on a bit of a, a skid here as of late, losing three straight games. Carolina, on the other hand, was on a five-game winning streak before they had a real ugly loss to Detroit the other night. I expect that bad taste to come back. Carolina's going to kind of wake up and should handle the Capitals tonight. It, yeah, they're on the road, but I love the value for Carolina regulation at plus 125. I love that. Love it, love it. Take the money line if you don't want to take the risk. I understand, but it's worth it here for me. Um, and my final play of the night is going to be the Boston Bruins money line over Vegas. Okay, so the Bruins have been out on the West Coast for a little bit, a little bit of a stretch, and it's been a good one. They're 4-1 and one out there, and I think they really can catch Vegas off guard here tonight. Vegas is a good team, don't get me wrong, but I just, I don't know, I like, I like the way Boston looks right now, and I think, again, there's, there's some really good value in the Bruins tonight. So give me the Bruins. Uh, so again, you know, that was Edmonton money line over six. Over six in the Panthers versus Sens by the hook. Carolina regulation and Boston Bruins money line. All right, so getting into our overtime parlay and our best bets. Uh, as I said, I'm 0-1, Mike's 0-1. My best bet tonight is going to be the Edmonton Oilers money line over the Chicago Blackhawks. Mike's best bet tonight is going to be the Bruins money line over the Vegas Golden Knights. I think this is a good opportunity. Um, if you're out there and you're going to play, put those two together in a parlay and see how that works. It should be good value. It's a nice two-teamer. I really like it. Mike really likes the Bruins. Um, there's a lot of good evidence that backs up our picks tonight, and I think that that could be one where, you know, we both we both cash our first one here this week. Um, as for the overtime parlay, <laughs> cook together another one here. Plus 588, as I said last week, every time we do this, it has to be over 400. Um, so, for $50 on this one, it's paying $344. That includes our $50. And the, the parlay is going to be Clippers money line, Toronto money line, Toronto Raptors money line, Los Angeles Clippers money line, over one and a half in the first period of the Florida Panthers game, wild money line, Minnesota wild money line, and then the Colorado Avalanche in regulation only. So one more time, it's a five-teamer. Clippers money line, Toronto Raptors money line. Over one and a half first period of Florida. Avs regulation and Minnesota Wild money line. 588 for a five-teamer. We got a good shot. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, we stepped away for a minute, and I double-checked some odds just to make sure. The NBA, a uh, couple movement, couple line movements I have here. 
Memphis went from plus one to plus two and a half. So I'm, I'm still taking Memphis plus two and a half. And Miami went from minus two and a half to plus one and a half. Don't love that, but I'm still hoping that that's the KD factor. And I love that the Nets don't really necessarily cover. So I'll take the one and a half now instead of laying the two and a half. Clippers stayed at two and a half, but that's uh, just my update for the NBA. To re uh, recover my NHL, Edmonton money line and over six. Over six, Panthers sends for full game, Carolina regulation, and Boston Bruins money line. NCAA basketball, all three first half bets. Houston minus nine, Illinois minus seven, Kansas minus five and a half. That's it, man. That's episode six. Thank you. As always, we appreciate it. And uh, let's cash some bets tonight.